0: This is Dion Blumenrader with Big Hawk One Sauce, and you're listening to the best show on all things barbecue with my man, Greg Grempy.
1: Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to,
0: and we grill because we want to.
2: Hit me. Fine. How you doing? <laughs> You have a great show of a big fan. Boing So what? What? What seems
3: to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle.
1: Charbonneau, it's all about the Charbonneau, dude. Succulent fish. What? we wiener. But so listen, Labernius, shake your face I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds
3: <laughs> We have top men working on it right now.
1: And just like that, we are into the second hour. Barbecue Central Show. If you missed the first hour, don't worry. Recording, and it will be up tomorrow on the pods. Second hour up on Thursday. I don't know if anybody caught that. I was talking about Dion Blumenrader from Big Hoss One Sauce. And then the ID opening up the second hour by complete random chance, Dion Blumenrader from Big Hoss One Sauce. (laughs) My Lord, here's John Sober going, no way. What were the chances? I got to tell you. I mean, I can tell you exactly what the chances were. Go to station IDs. It was a 1 in 29 chance. That that was going to happen. A 1 in 29 chance that Dion Blumenraider was going to show up because I have 29 of these IDs that are put in through a PAL script and they just randomly get picked out of this folder and shot up. That's why sometimes you hear them more than once and other times... I don't remember the last time we heard the Dion one. What are the chances? That was insane. One out of 29. Those are pretty... Like, if you're horse racing, one out of 29... I'm putting two dollars on the horse that's going out twenty nine to one. I can guarantee that. I'm always putting anything high twenties or longer. Always have to put two bucks to win, and perhaps box him with the favor. Why not? Anybody remember this ID? This is Jim Minion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Anybody know who Jim Minion is? Legend in the barbecue world. Email me who Jim Minion is, and I'll send you a mask if you wear masks. Maybe you don't wear a mask. Maybe you're an anti-masker. Still to come on the show in about 12 minutes, Cosmo's Q's founder, Darian Kazravi, or Cosmo as he goes, or you might know him. So looking forward to seeing what Cosmo's been up to. And then closing out the show, 35 past the hour, Ted Conrad from Fireboard. So if you have questions, I know Meathead and I, After we got through the laborious McRib talk that was totally unforeseen. Talked about wireless meat probes. So we'll see what Ted is up to in that regard. Uh, Drunken Honky weighing in with a solid three-month-looking growth on the stash, bro. Thank you. Drunken Honky. That name could only lead to trouble, but appreciate you giving me love for the stash, which proven out this is getting shaved off tomorrow, but I wanted to grow it out for about a week just to see if anybody would notice. And the first thing out of Meathead's mouth was oh, old people say, you've got a caterpillar underneath your nose. Or I think also old people say, you've got a little dirt under above your lip, <laughs> old people. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I said, you know, most of you know me. No facial hair, sometimes with the beard, always a battle with the hair on my head. But facial hair, and but never ever a mustache. Other than that picture I threw up when Sam was on last week, and I said, hey, if you know somebody that has never had a mustache, and then the next time you see them, they have a mustache, we. It never doesn't look weird. You can't get over it. It's one of those things you can't not see ever again. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, and uh, Par Par Parlor. That's it. Slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitter. Slash RD Rempey on the Tubes, where you will find live video feeds, respectively, on those last three coming up on the best moments of the barbecue central show in 10 minutes or less this friday a watershed benchmark moment episode 150 we give john a huge round of applause on that unbelievable 150 episodes i was talking to john earlier today and i said man you know we're you know, we're entering in our Third year, perhaps he caught me in some error. He's like, you you said something about third year, and he's like, uh, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Entering into, at the turn of the year, our fourth year of best of shows. Holy moly. Simple math, of course, would tell you that we're well into the third year, but I'm not very good at math. I hate reading. A lot of the fundamental things that make you a success in life, I find to be tedious, so I don't do them very well. Anyway, 150 episodes in, this one takes you back to November 8th, 2016. And remember that really awesome barbecue competition called King of the Smoker? Of course you do. We talked about it all the time on the show when it was happening for like 9 or 10 years. It was easily the most sought-after contest that every pitmaster wanted to be invited to that calendar year. When teams weren't invited that year, they would take to social media and cry and whine and bitch about not being part of the cool kid crowd. And within this episode, you hear me dial up Sterling Ball to talk about the list. And when I say dial up, this was an impromptu call. This isn't like I say it's impromptu and it was set up. But if you go back and uh, listen to the whole show, because the whole that whole show link is included in the show notes, and just go to the second hour, I think pretty much from the top of the second hour all the way through, even past Sterling's interview, was one of the best single hours in show history. K, uh, what? J. Kenji Lopez-Alt, or K, whatever, he was supposed to be on as the first guest in the second hour. And uh, something happened. He forgot or we couldn't make the connection. Uh, Time zone confusion, whatever the hell happened. So I was vamping and vamping and I had mentioned offhanded at the top of the vamp that the list had been out. And I said, you know what? The list is out. People are bitching. Let's just dial up Sterling and see what happens. So I picked up the phone and. Dialed him up and he picked up and I was like, hey, we're live on the air. (laughs) He's like, hey, thanks for the notice. Uh (laughs) Hey, heads up, pal. Then we proceeded to do any number of minutes and it was a great conversation. So you have to be subscribed to the podcast in order to get the best of. And again, a great whole second hour. You got to check it out. Also. It appears that some of you had issues when it came to getting the first hour of the podcast last week. Apple had some issues along with some other catchers. Google had no issue, of course, but others had some issues. So my first bit of technical advice is this. When things like this happened, and perhaps I've mentioned it before, don't assume that the error is on my end. I am pretty smart. I'm pretty adept at this whole podcast uploading game at this point. Now 14 years in or so. And if we're going to play the blame game, always assume the error is on your end first. After you take your responsibility, try unsubscribing from the feed. Then resubscribe to the feed and see if that doesn't fix it. 99, 99% of the time, that will remedy the situation. Now, in the 1% of the time that it does not... Andrew, you are not the fire. That it does not fix that particular error then and only then can you assume the error might be on my side? You can also assume that at least 70 or 100 other people have already emailed me about the specific issue that you are about to email me about. You can also assume that I am working diligently and feverishly on resolution, if it gets really into the weeds, then I'll also make social media posts alerting you to the fact that the podcast is not an up and hopefully a ETA to resolution. But always, always try unsubscribing and then resubscribing first before you go back and hit me up and say, what happened? I was going back and forth with Richard Vandermulen on Thursday about this very issue. And this Richard, he is a true fan, someone who really listens to the show and digs into the minutia. And here's what I mean. As we're going back and forth about the show not being up and the first hour missing blah blah blah, he tosses in a and I quote, "Could it be cat piss?" <laughs> Couldn't it be? (laughs) Well played, Richard. Well played. By the way, if you have been hoping and praying for a cat piss update, I'm happy to tell you there are no... Andrew, you are not... ...not giving you new cat piss updates. Because there's no new cat piss updates to give you. Nope. Pheromones... Proliferating through the house. Check. Full Prozac shots to chill him the fuck out. Check. Pissing in the house? Not for four weeks, I think, going on four weeks. So I'm happy to give you an update about no cat piss updates. Yeah. I'm also happy to talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers before we get in with Cosmos Q. Big Papa's, known for the championship rubs and seasonings. Popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle, Prod, Cash Cow. All proven winners on the competition scene and in backyards like mine. Big Papa Smokers offers 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Whether you're cooking to impress the judges or grilling for the family, Big Papa Smokers award-winning rubs and seasonings don't disappoint. They also have a line of barbecue sauce that they own and are very proud of. If you're looking for the no-go-to sauce, try Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Reminding us of why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, they also offer the very best pellet, charcoal, and wood cookers available today. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2 Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages if you're not a fan of pellet smokers. Take a look at the Old Hickory BP It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. Not sure of what grill you need? Questions? Comments? Concerns? Give them a call. They're here to help. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's bigpoppa smokers.com Big Pop I love it when you call me Big Pop. All right, Cosmos in the green room. We'll be back to chat with him and catch up. Stick around, we'll be right back.
2: You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. monthly visits from a killer hog, a cooking guy, a man named Meathead, the author of Barbecue Bible, a grill girl, a bristly barbecue journalist, and the male feasance of the barbecue world known as the Embedded correspondence.
1: only found right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in two sizes. But there's going to be a third, potentially a fourth, whether you're a beginner or professional. Definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. My next guest was last seen right here on this show, October 2015, if you can believe it, when he won the SCA World Championship title of the universe, which, by the way, was just used as a best of segment on this show a few weeks ago. He has since continued the cooking, both on the competition scene, but also blossomed a nice YouTube channel as well as the rubs and sauces and barbecue and grilling products. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline. And welcome back, Darian Kazravi Cosmo. Hey, pal, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Greg? Uh, Cosmo, do they call you Darian or do they call you Cosmo? Is it a mix of the two? I mean, what do you hear the most of? Uh, Cosmo. Cosmo, all right. Do you do you care how I uh, um, how I address you this evening? Oh it, it,
0: no, it doesn't matter to me. Right. It, most people when they call me Darian, uh, I I think I'm in trouble though. Uh huh. So. That's
1: right. Mama's <laughs> calling. So uh, Cosmo joining us here on the show. Cosmo's Q, just the letter Q at the end com is the website. If you're not familiar, you can go ahead and check that out here while we're chatting it up. So uh, as I had mentioned, we were sound checking earlier. Cosmo, uh, just for the folks that maybe are tuning in tonight for the first time or they're just getting into the barbecue and grilling game, quick background about you, how you got into barbecue and when you started the whole business.
0: Um, I started barbecuing and I believe uh, it was 2004. That's when I started uh, competing on the professional circuit. Um, Started making my own rubs, injections, stuff like that. We started the company in 2009 uh, and now... uh, a short 11 years later, here we are. So,
1: <laughs> what's the growth process been like for you over those years? I mean, things that you thought might hit the didn't, things that you thought might be average at bets that really came out of the woodwork and surprised you with a success.
0: Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was, uh, um, when I started barbecuing, there was not, I'm, I'm not going to say not anything, but there was not much to, on the market if you wanted something special, you had to make it. And, it, um, so that's what I did. And then once I started learning, you know, the science behind the rubs and the injections, then that really started opening up some, some doors for me. I probably have just as many products that aren't on the market that are waiting to get put on the market no. that then what we already have on the market.
1: Has there been a cycling out? I mean, have you removed stuff that uh, maybe was popular at one point and has fallen off for one reason or another?
0: Yeah, yeah. We, we have taken some things off of there. Um, we've changed some things. Uh, the, the crazy thing is, is I remember the honey barbecue sauce. We couldn't give it away. And then I got to thinking, I got to looking at it, and I was like, "Well, well, yeah, wonder." I mean, everything is named Honey Barbecue now because you know everyone wanted a flavor. Um, so we went back to the uh, we went back to the uh, test lab and uh, put jalapeno in it, and then called it Honey Jalapeno, and now it's one of our best sellers.
1: Hmm. Uh, was it just a matter of? the name itself or was there a flavor profile issue where you had to add a jalapeno or something else to really push it over the top
0: I think it was the I think for the sales wise uh, marketing wise it was a name it was a name issue the sauce was amazing absolutely amazing um, but once we added the Jalapeno to it it uh, it uh, it changed the game of it
1: Cosmo joining me here from Cosmos Q uh, cosmos the website. Just to harken back from a couple moments ago, you had said back when you had got into it, if you wanted something really specialty, it's something that you had to make yourself. Fast forward here into the end of 2020, it, everything seems to be widely available, bringing new stuff or jumping into the barbecue rub and sauce game. Meathead was just on in the first hour. He's bringing three mm-hmm. rubs to market uh, in the first quarter of next year. He's going to bring some sauce in to me. As somebody who sees a lot of business as a fan of business in general, sees where the market was when you got into it, sees where the market mm-hmm. is today. I mean, dude, there's mm-hmm. no fucking way that I would consider bringing a rub or an injection or a sauce because there are so many heavy hitters. There's such a huge hurdle to overcome to get out of the white noise. How do you continue to separate it? Is it because you've built the name brand? all the way back then and continued to steamroll through and, and you are above the noise at this point on new product offerings? Uh,
0: um, I, I believe we are. Uh, I believe we are above the noise. I, we built a brand for the last um, 11 years on the competition circuit and it's proven. And I think uh, I think one thing that everybody that's ever met me can say is, is you know, he may be a lot of things, but it doesn't bullshit. You know? And, and that's why I don't, I don't bullshit anybody. If it sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. And that's just the way I am. So I think everybody trusts the fact that, you know, if we put something on the market, we put a lot of thought, a lot of money, a lot of sweat and tears uh, behind it. Uh, for instance, the uh, cherry habanero barbecue sauce, that was 18 months in the making. We're fixing to release uh Two new rib glazes in the month of December that took that have taken two years, wow. two years. And when when Cosmos comes to market with something, it's it's been ran through the ringer. Um, the the backside of that is is I think so many people come to the market now. Um, they get a name or they win something, they do something, and they have a a rub manufacturer reach out to them and they say, hey. Can we make some rubs for you? And they say, yeah. And it's just most of the time, it's not even their blend. They don't even know that they could change it. They slap their name on it, white label it, throw it out there, and then you know, next thing you know, they're sitting with uh, you know a half a pallet of rub in their shop, handing it out for Christmas presents. And I'm like, you know, which you got you got to try. You know, I, I get it. You got to try, but you know. You know, once you take delivery of the rubs, that's when the real work begins or the sauces or the injections. You know, you've got to put the work into it to get it out, to get it in people's hands. Um, I used to think of myself as like the the dope dealer. <laughs> I'd go around a barbecue competition handing out free baggies of it.
1: <laughs> Look, I mean, you can't. It's good to do that grassroots marketing and uh, you could probably rely on the Internet for a certain amount of. But you can't yeah. you can't fool yourself into thinking that you're going to be solely successful on the internet. There's other things that have to happen. So, was yeah. it an easy learning curve for you to go out and solicit uh, retail chains and the the mom and pop barbecue grilling stores and things like that, or was that tough for you to get going?
0: You know, most uh, uh, here it was very hard to get going. Um, I've only asked maybe. Five locations to carry our stuff. All every every other one has contacted us to carry it. Um, soon to be uh, Shields. I didn't know who you. I didn't know. I didn't have a clue who Shields was. I thought it was a mom and pop hardware store, and turns out <laughs> they're anything but a mom and pop hardware store. <laughs> um, Ace Hardware. They contacted us. Yep. We're in uh, forty eight hundred stores nationwide. We now have a a a huge uh, distribution center in Canada. Uh, We got a distribution center in Australia. Soon to be one in New Zealand. Uh, We have one in the UK, and uh, yeah, we're growing. Are you like
1: uh, are you like multi million dollar like gross revenue company at this point?
0: Yeah, we passed that about you. five years ago.
1: Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Heavy hitter. Look out. Uh, you, so, are you driving the Phantom now, or is it the like 911 Cayman Sport Coupe? Or, you know, what do you like?
0: <laughs> uh, I just bought a, a 2019 uh, Tacoma. <laughs> wow. High roller. I love it. You got a lift kit on that bitch, or no? Yeah, yeah, I put a six-inch lift on it and some thirty-fives, and then it it was it was slow before. Now it's even slower. So yeah,
1: nice. Now, are you like a lot of business folks who have seen a lot of growth this year, and many have said that this is a throwaway year because uh, I mean, outside of the food service, that's a whole different chain, you know, way on the opposite side of the spectrum. But it seems like everybody else within the live fire industry is having a record year so much so that they can't now forecast from this year into next year. They're looking back at like 2019, 2018 to get a better gauge on what 2021 will look like. So what's 2020 looking like for you currently as we're wrapping up and how are you forecasting into 2021?
0: Uh, You know, uh, forecasting is such a, we've, we've grown a hundred percent year over year for the last six years. Wow. So it's, The only, the only thing that we have that, that shows predictability is that growth right there. Um, we plan for that growth. Now we don't invest in that growth, but we do plan for it. We do, uh, forecast for it and we are pushing for it. Uh, our team will grow to in 2021. It'll probably be in the neighborhood of, uh, 25 to 30 employees. So. I, I, I'm I'm of the belief that uh, companies are made in times like this, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to sit here and let anything go to the wayside.
1: Are most of the employees with you in Oklahoma, or are they scattered across the country at this point? Uh,
0: most of them are in Oklahoma, but we have some scattered. We have them uh, um, in Oklahoma and outside of Oklahoma, I'll say.
1: What's Thanksgiving going to look like for you guys? you a fairly traditional household?
0: It's, you know, um, I think my family's anything but traditional. <laughs> Everybody's wanting barbecue, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, man, can we just have pizza or
1: something? <laughs> You're like the chef that cooks all day, and then you got to go home, and Beverly's like, oh, cook for us, chef.
0: Yeah, so that's okay. I'll probably do a brisket and a pork butt and maybe some ribs or something. and oh, uh, No turkey? And I, I, no. Wow. I'll get I'll get turkey. So I go to two Thanksgiving. So I, the my family will be here at my house, and then my wife's family will go down there, and it'll be turkey and ham and oyster stuffing and the whole thing.
1: Yeah, more traditional stuff. So you would mention the uh, uh, what was it the uh, cherry habanero rib glaze? No the no the new no.
0: rib glazes coming out are the uh, the maple bourbon. Oh. And the uh, sticky
1: Asian, sticky Asian. All right. Uh, and when are those due out?
0: Um, I believe they are going to drop December twelfth.
1: All right. So, and we're
0: gonna if if, if anybody uh, if anybody knows me, I would make sure you're on our email list and just make sure you're well connected because on December twelfth there's gonna be some. Smoking deals flying gotcha.
1: out. All right, uh, so uh, just about a month from now. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, as far as Thanksgiving is concerned, uh, even though it's a you know you might have one traditional and one not so traditional, or more of a barbecue traditional. Do you still uh, have that brine kit uh, for sale? Because I know we still have some time where if it's still available, yeah. people could order and, and get it in time for the holidays. Uh,
0: yeah, we're running low on them. Um, I think this year we plan we forecasted on about. Uh, um, 15,000, and we're we're running low, and it's not even, what is it, two weeks before Thanksgiving, but yeah. um, you can still order uh, probably within, if you order this week, you should be safe.
1: Yeah, alright. Uh, CosmosQ.com is the website. Uh, also, uh, what are, I have kind of rediscovered or, or kept following you, I guess I should say, instead of rediscover <laughs> is uh, YouTube. So I have you know, some of the biggest YouTubers are showing up on the show now. Uh, Malcolm Reed is on the first Tuesday of the month in the first mm-hmm. hour. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with somebody called Sam the Cooking Guy, but he's on in the second hour. Uh, you know, Malcolm's got over a million YouTube subscribers. Sam has over, you know, two and a half million YouTube subscribers. And you're clocking in uh, right now at uh, 255,000. So from a barbecuer's perspective, I mean, you have uh, quite a number of YouTubers. Uh when I mean you, when I went back and did a little due diligence, it looked like you had kind of started into the YouTube about seven years ago. There might have been a gap, uh, and then you really started to hunker down and, and get into it. And you can see the production and the quality change, and you know a little bit more of Cosmos uh, on camera personality or persona coming out there, especially over the last uh-huh. handful of years. So. Uh, What attracted you to YouTube and when did you realize it was something that you can capitalize on and push the brand?
0: Well, uh, you know, anybody that has a barbecue business knows that your customer service uh, emails are full. You know, how do you cook this? How do you do this? You know, what, what cooker do you like? What charcoal do you like? And then I was sitting there one day and I was like, man, I should just put all this on video. And then that way it kind of, you know, it kind of kills two birds with one stone people, you know, we can, we can send this to them if they got a question, but also everybody on YouTube, YouTube is the uh, second largest search engine in the world. And uh, a lot of people don't know that. So I was thinking, Hey man, if we could capitalize and just, you know, carve out a little space for us. Now, obviously we're going up against, you know, giants you know in the industry like uh like malcolm guga sam um there's a there's a there's a bunch of them but here's the deal you know i was like you know what i mean hey they're great at what they do um i'm not them and they're not me and you know all i can do is throw myself out there um hope it sticks and see what happens. So yeah, we've been very blessed though. I think, uh, last year at this time we was coming up on 80,000 and in the last year we went from 80 to 80 to 90,000, hundred thousand, something like that to 250,000. Um, I just took some time off of YouTube that I think that was the last video I posted. I'm quitting YouTube just to take a break because, I did it four years straight without (laughs) one single week off. Wow. And I was just like, man, I just need five minutes to, you know, gather myself.
1: (laughs) I mean, we we see a finished product and it's a, you know, as I mentioned, I mean, the quality and the production value has went up tremendously from when you started. So... From a finished product that we see, what does it look like raw? I mean, are you days in? Are you multiple hours in on a shoot, and then you get that fifteen to twenty minutes that we're seeing?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so normally for us, we we have a, a YouTube plan uh, planning meeting the week before, so we talk about what it is, uh, what video we're going to do, what it's going to look like, kind of how we're going to shoot it, the story arc, so to speak. Um, that's usually on a uh, on a Friday, on a Monday. All of the shopping gets done for that video. Um, on a Tuesday, we come in and actually shoot the video, which actually takes all day long. And then we edit Thursday, Friday, do revisions uh, on Friday, and then it goes live the following week. Wow. So it's 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 a full-time
1: job. Um, I had mentioned the stake title back in 2015, uh, last time you were on. Uh, also, you're active in the... KCBS or barbecue competition scene aside mm-hmm. from the SCA where are you sitting at in just the thoughts of, of competition you still real into it are you kind of in and out of it where yet?
0: Um, to be honest for me like I'm kind of not into it yeah. right now
1: just because it's of what's just, happening it,
0: no no, it ha- actually has nothing to do with what's happening yeah. it's because it's it's such a shit show of a crap shoot that, you know, I, I think on the competitor side, um, it's it's very it's very difficult, you know, because there's a, everyone's doing a class nowadays. So all the recipes are out there. Yeah. And if they're not, they will be in about 37 minutes. Uh, but then even from a judging standpoint, you know, I've talked to judges and they're like, you know, some of them are sitting at tables and they're going like, you know, how how'd you give this guy or this person this score when, like the judging it from what from my last competition was very inconsistent, mm. and I just think um, it, it. You know, I sit there and I go, I'll be honest with you. Here's what I said to myself: If this cost me about fifteen hundred dollars to come do this bullshit, yeah. If I spent fifteen hundred dollars on YouTube videos and Facebook ads, how much more business could I get? Right. And I can drink beer at the house, so that's what I did.
1: Will you? Is it a wait and see then for you? Like you'll wait to hear back from other pit masters and, and stuff for the people that are out there to see if the judging is getting better, if you want to dip your foot in, or could you be out, out?
0: Uh, I think for me, I still, like, I still have my competition trailer. I still got my one ton that I pulled around with, and I'm still going to use it. Matter of fact, I just put a, a brand new Jambo on it probably eight months ago. Nice. So I, I still will go out and compete, but... For me, the guys that are cooking with me now, they now they know like, hey man, uh if you have an expectation out of me that is it, it, is something beyond pulling the trailer here and drinking <laughs> beer, you're 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 betting on the wrong dude.
1: There you go. Cuz
0: you could like you can turn in or I don't I mean, I don't care if you turn in or if you don't, you know. It doesn't matter to me.
1: Cosmo is right here getting us up to speed. we got a couple new rib glazes coming out here shortly. we got a brine kit for your turkey day that is still available but fleeting, so get on that during the course of the week if you want to see it in time to get your turkey brined, and you can do that at Cosmo's Q, letter Q at the end, Cosmo's Q.com. Cosmo, great to catch up with you, and uh, let's do it again a little sooner than five years from now. (laughs) <laughs> hey man, you too, brother Greg man. I miss you man. All right, take care. There he is. Cosmo right there, man. Love that guy. Great interview. Talented like it is. Perfect. And right on time. It's like old It's like the old days. Ted Conrad is in the green room from Fireboard Labs. We'll get to him here in just one second. I'll talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Established in 1882, Southside is the nation's oldest oldest barbecue joint. Owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Offering premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow smoked over real wood. Shipping, distributing, and manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S., From food trucks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Sausage can be on your menu as well. All meats are processed in their on-site USDA inspected facility, a trusted partner when it comes to quality and authenticity. They're shipping nationwide via the FedEx, also through food service distribution channels like Cisco, U.S. Food, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can follow your own personal recipe or help you develop something brand new from scratch, Private label opportunities are also available. How about private label? Yes. Southsidemarket.com for more information. While you're there, loading up your online shopping cart. If you want to save 10% off, use promo code BBQCentral at checkout. All one word, lowercase BBQ Central for 10% off your entire order at Southsidemarket.com. Good on the sausage slammers, good on the hot guts, good on the cheddar hop. On everything, every time, BBQ Central, 10% off. We're back with Ted Conrad right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
2: You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere, The Barbecue Central Show. Celebrating over 10 years, a prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening
1: to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion being brought to you by Smithfield. Throughout the rest of the year, you can get tips and tricks from world championship pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, and Charles Cridlin. By the way, as I had mentioned at the top of the show, If you're putting on a barbecue competition and you want to take part or attempt to gain a Smithfield grant, go to SmokinWithSmithfield.com. That's S-M-O-K-I-N, SmokinWithSmithfield.com. Hit on the grant program link, fill it out, send it in, and you might be one of the lucky recipients of a Smithfield grant for 2021. Coming out of the bully tonight, a longtime sponsor of this show, creator of the incredibly popular Fireboard 2 and Fireboard 2 Drive remote thermometer systems. And we're going to be talking about some new things coming to market, maybe a little Thanksgiving as well. That's coming up. So we race to the hotline, and welcome back friend of the show, Ted Conrad. Hey, Ted.
3: Hey, Hey, Greg, how are you?
1: I am fabulous. Appreciate you making time for the show, as always. You know, Ted, last time that you were on, we were... I don't know if we were promoting or maybe a little pre-promoting of the Fireboard 2 and the Fireboard 2 Drive products. And a handful of months later now, we are nearing the close of 2020. So uh, from a market perspective and uh, as the uh, company that created these products, how are they being received into the market? And are you happy with where they sit right now?
3: Yeah. Thanks, Greg. It's been, as everybody knows, you know, 2020 is an interesting year. And I would guess, Greg, that most, most interesting to say the least, but most of your, uh, you know, the barbecue guys in the industry, I'm guessing are kind of having the same experience where, you know, we obviously nobody wants kind of the situation a lot of people have been through, but it seems like we benefited from the stay at home and stay at home equals cook at home and that equals shop at home. So <laughs> we've, uh, it's, it's been good and Fireboard 2 has been good and people, people love the product. It's been well received. I think people like the kind of product refresh. We've kind of taken the approach that you can always make something better. Uh, we want to make every single product that we can as as good as it can be. But the original Fireboard was the first step we made into the hardware business, if you will. And Fireboard 2 basically fixed you know you know it has a much better screen, uh, fixed some of the weatherproofing issues. Um, it's just a better unit all around. There's integrated drives. So we, all the things people asked for and wanted, we basically tried to do that with the next generation.
1: Uh, Ted, when you are mentioning that, you, you know, I, I think everybody outside of a food service is really seeing. I mean, if you're in the live fire industry, you've seen an incredible boom. Uh, as I was talking to Darian Kazravi from Cosmos Q before you jumped on. It's it's a point where I, what the conversations that I've had with some of the other people in the industry who are just having incredible years to the positive are saying, hey, it's so good we got to kind of toss this year away. We can't look at it from a forecasting standpoint, uh, this and that. Now, uh, Cosmos Q said it over the last six years, he's grown 100% each year over the last six years. I don't think everybody else can claim that. But uh, how are you looking at a forecasting perspective as 2020 closes and you look moving into first quarter of 2021?
3: Yeah, I don't know, Greg, do you have any suggestions?
1: I don't know. It appears if you're not growing hundred percent, we're all doing something wrong. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, forecasting is a really tricky part of this business. Right. Um, and especially in our situation, I mean, good grief. I'm here at the office here tonight, but um, the other you know, side of me, I can, I can reposition the camera, but I mean, we have inventory sitting on the shelf and we're gearing up for you know Thanksgiving, Christmas, crazy holiday season. Yep. And then to your point, we're looking at next year. We're looking at you know March, kind of looking at going into the busy barbecue spring season, trying to figure out okay, what what do we think about the projections, right? And it's it's tricky. You know, I think I think our best shot is I think we're going to probably gear towards things are going to stay pretty strong. But I will probably expect there'll be some normalization, especially if I think people go back to work and I think the stay-at-home phenomenon kind of goes away a little bit. I think we'll probably ratchet back our our projections a little bit. Um, for us, you know, the good news is being kind of just a relatively small private company, if we have extra inventory, it's, it's obviously not a great thing to have that tied up sitting on our shelf. But we don't have like... Investors to report to, and we certainly don't have, you know, financials. We have to go explain things out to, you know, stockholders. And we're not, you know, not being a publicly traded company, we don't have those types of balance sheet issues. So there's a little bit of flexibility on that side. We don't have to be totally right. And if we're wrong and have more inventory, we will eventually sell it, or so it seems.
1: <laughs> Do you think, uh, just your own speculation, that because there has been a stretch? of a lot of people staying at home for long periods of time, you know, whether they've kind of reopened or not, uh, you know, I think we're, we're probably in for a, some kind of a, of a rescale back. I mean, in Ohio, uh, the coronavirus is spreading. We had 6,500 new cases today alone. Uh, hospital admissions doubled uh, o- over and above whatever the norm was today alone. So it's really getting out of control here. So, uh, lead me to say that maybe the continuance of cooking at home continues. When things normalize uh, and things start to get back to a a normal business picture and people working the normal, do you think because they've had so long in the cooking phase that it is something that at least for a, I don't know, majority, but a good percentage will stick and people will continue to do this and, and they will continue to be on the buy for things like this?
3: I think so. I mean, I, maybe I'm more optimistic than I should be, but I, I agree feel like that. some of the yeah, some of the habits that people have gotten into. Um, I think those habits might slowly change back over time, but it's going to be you know in March. And honestly, I'm not sure if I can. I probably can't share my screen, but if I could, there's a like a graph, and you can see in March of our traffic hitting the server, and in March it was just like. <laughs> it almost an instantaneous spike within a matter of about a week. Yeah. It all happened. And I can see a little bit cause you yeah, know, we're still growing, we're still selling more units. So there's more traffic because of that. But then I can see how things have, have tapered off a little bit from where the growth was. Um, I, I think it'll be a gradual taper. I don't think it'll be like the reverse of what happened in March. Yeah. So, but you know, again, we kind of plan for, you know, having stuff on hand and, you know, and trying to sell obviously to meet all the demand that we possibly can. And we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Uh, Ted, are we having any type of reveal this evening or, uh, you know, Amazon's real big on the pre-order of books. So when I had Sam, the cooking guy on a couple (coughs) months ago, we were real big in the pre-selling of books because evidently that's a metric you need to hit if you're a book writer. So uh, somebody who's offering Mm -hmm. products to the market that are taking remote temperatures, uh, do we want to pre-prom- pre-promotion? Is that even a word? Do we want to uh, promote something that's uh, coming out here over the next month or two or three?
3: Yeah. Well, when we launched Fireboard 2 in June, we launched it as basically three different thermometers. It's all under the Fireboard 2 heading, but we have the normal Fireboard 2, then we have the Fireboard 2 that builds in the integrated drive control. And as, as everybody knows or most people know, that is a fan control so it it's variable power output so that can regulate anything with a fan um and obviously it works great for kamados and stuff like that um the third thermometer is what we call fireboard 2 pro which is a thermocouple based thermometer so a little bit of a different approach to tracking temperature Um, people have probably seen these type k thermocouples uh, I have actually a unit right back here. I'll show you, great It's uh, also a little bit preview for you guys. All right, preview. But the uh, yeah. So the uh, Fireboard Two Pro is yeah looks very similar to the Fireboard Two, but the Fireboard Two Pro has three yellow connectors, and these connectors are standard type of connector, it's a type K, K is in kite, but uh, type K connector and anybody can buy these probes from almost anywhere out there. You type in type K thermocouple, you can buy these probes all over the place. So the really nice thing is this thermometer will use a standardized probe and thermocouples can go crazy hot. They can go up to like 1200, 1500 degrees Fahrenheit. Huh. Um, so anybody who's cooking like pizzas, for example, uh, we have different guys doing a lot of stuff with, believe it or not, there's, there's a lot of people that are interested in using these for pizza ovens. In fact, we had a company out in uh, California, Forno Bravo, they contacted yeah. us a couple of years ago yeah. and they, and, and so they, they sell their product, I think all over the U S and maybe, maybe internationally. I'm not sure. But they wanted us to come up with a nice thermometer that they can basically sell with their, their pizza ovens. And we at that point, we didn't have anything with thermocouples and we were kind of starting to work on this Fireboard 2. And that sort of brought us to the point where we said, hey, look, we can basically make a thermocouple based version of the Fireboard 2. And it would work great for the pizza guys. it will work great. There's some people out there with wood stoves, like these pellet stoves for heating their homes and stuff that they, they've been buying fireboard and tracking those temperatures. Um, Obviously low and slow barbecue. You don't have to cook it 1200 degrees Fahrenheit, but, but, uh, but, you know, but I will say if you get into a situation, you have like a grease fire or you have like a hopper fire or something goes wrong, you know, if you've got our typical probes in there, those probes are toast. But with a thermocouple, nothing really happens. You know, it, the, the probe wire itself is very robust. So besides for measuring high temperatures, it's a very heavy duty and robust design. Um, when you see like cars and they're talking about the exhaust temperatures and the internal engine temperatures, for the most part, I think they're all using thermocouples. Um, Just a very heavy-duty type of probe. So that that is – we've been talking about the the pro version for a few months now. We've had – to be honest, we've had some slow parts of development just in terms of all the research and the technical details that go into this. But we're ready to go. We cut the last purchase orders a few weeks ago for all the bits and pieces to make this thermometer. So that will be coming in late – November we'll probably be shipping early December is what we're hoping.
1: Uh, That would be shipping to customers that are buying.
3: Yeah, I mean we have we're not doing a pre order. I don't think we're going to do a pre order, but people are very much aware. In fact, we get emails every day. They're like, "Hey, when's a pro coming out?" You know, and we've we've kind of been telling people just one more just one more month for a a few months now, and uh, I think it's it's finally
2: here.
1: So. What's the uh, price point on a uh, pro version?
3: Yeah, 299 So, again, it is geared towards a little bit more of the higher end price point. And I think people, and as, as the name entails, I mean, people who are more professional, people who are using this every day, especially we have guys that are cooking, like, you know, commercial setting, maybe in a restaurant. Uh, you know, maybe they're doing catering events day in, day out. You know, if you're doing a, a ton of cooking and if you've got a lot of wear and tear in your probes, I would, I would say this is a good device to use. Um, the, the nice thing is physically or mechanically, I guess I should say, I mean, you, it's a, it's a large connector, yeah. but this thing is not breaking off. You know, it, it's a very solid connection. So you can drop this, you can throw this and it nothing is going to break. <laughs> so it's a nice it's a nice unit.
1: And it's uh, it looks like you're getting 3 probes instead of the traditional 6 that you would get with a normal FireBar 2 or FireBar 2 drive.
3: <clears throat> right. Yeah, and I, you know, and some people might say, "Well, that's that's one downside. There's only 3 on here instead of 6." Uh, I will tell you we're we're there's probably going to be some sort of an accessory to address that in the near future that people could add on more probes. Uh, so that that's always an option for people to add on, add on probes. You can run, the other thing is you can actually run multiple fireboards in your existing account. And if you look at your app, it would look just like you had six channels. Hmm. So if people really, really need the extra channels, you can make that work.
1: Uh, and again, from a consumer's perspective, I mean, if you're somebody that's not, Getting into the higher heat, uh, this might be a little overkill for you, unless you're somebody that is more of a fan of, as you say, the robust uh, builds of the uh, thermocouple-type setting, and you want something that can take a little bit more of a beating, or maybe you're a little bit more of an animal than the rest of us uh, finesseful-type folks with our electronics, then uh, that's maybe more up your alley on on the pro side, then.
3: Yeah. And it's, it really just comes down to just that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but, you know, a lot of people that drive these four by four SUVs don't go heavy off-roading very much, but they want the ability to get through the snow if they have, or an ice storm, if there's one that pops up, you know? And so I think, I think it's the same analogy. I think people want a device that's, that's well-built, that's pretty heavy duty, and it'll handle stuff that's kind of dished out to them. And even these, even if you look at the the metal sheath or the the lead wire that's on this thing, I mean, if you were to look inside of this, we've kind of dissected one of these, but it's a it's a fiberglass insulation. And there's actually two layers of insulation inside this thing. It's kind of kind of hard to see, but there's there's a stainless steel overbraid, and then there's a fiberglass insulation on top of that and then each individual wire there's two wires each of these wires has an additional fiberglass insulation so i mean this is stuff that i it's kind of like i'll geek out on this stuff right because i'm kind of a a nerd like this but you know i mean that makes a difference um it's much more expensive i mean our cost is obviously way more for these sure that's why the the end price point of the device is is two ninety nine instead of you know two forty nine or or less than that. So I think for people who are really doing a lot of stuff and who want a device that's that's heavy duty, I think this is what you get.
1: All right. And this could be shipping somewhere in the neighborhood of late November or early December, but keep checking over at fireboard.com and Get the latest from Ted and the gang over there. Uh, Ted, doing anything special for Thanksgiving? You a pretty uh, iconic guy, or you change it up? Yeah,
3: you know what's funny, Greg. Um, I I joke with Stephen, you know, my business partner. But uh, Thanksgiving holidays for us have have evolved, and it, not to say that they're not enjoyable because we still enjoy Thanksgiving. But the the traffic to our site. Yeah, the, the fireboard cloud, if you will, is about ten x ten between ten and fifteen x a normal weekend. Yeah, and so to to handle to handle that traffic, you know, we we've done a lot of work to handle that traffic correctly and to do the right things on the technology back end. But it's it's not exactly the same type of holiday. You know, everybody's <laughs> cutting the turkey and sitting down and relaxing, and we're sitting there staring at the the graphs and the metrics on the server trying to make sure everything's on track. And we have, we're, we're at this point in the game, we're we're pretty well along with that, but every year that goes by, we keep on growing. And so it's a moving target. Uh, So yeah, we'll, we'll be, hopefully it'll be a nice Thanksgiving holiday, but we'll be kind of keeping an eye on things, make sure everybody's, Everybody else's cook is on track.
1: All right. <laughs> uh, so we're we're going to appreciate that in advance, and hopefully you can enjoy whatever Thanksgiving you get to have. And, of course, we thank you for your continued support of this show. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. If anything else breaks news-wise, obviously, feel free to get to me, and we will disseminate it out as you see fit.
3: Sounds good, Greg. Have right. a great night. Good there to talk is to you.
1: Ted Conrad from Fireboard. Always enjoy the chat with Ted, uh, getting the latest and greatest over at Fireboard. And if you don't have one, I'm telling you, man, it is one of the coolest uh, remote thermometer controls that are out there. Uh, holding aside this whole thermocouple situation, which I know uh, for you guys that are really into that, because you love the robustness of stuff. You know, you're you're just not even worried about. on the price point because the robust build is where you want it. Hey, let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. A hugely wonderful source for pellet cookers. You got a choice line, which is the original line that they had introduced any number of years ago. Three different sizes. uh, Two different sizes, I guess. Jim Bowie, Daniel Boone. Uh, They do have the travel size, Davy Crockett, uh, but that's its own hold off. Now, they have a Prime line and a a Prime line plus as well. So if you want tech, this is how I break it down. If you want some tech, Prime, Prime plus, those are the versions you want. You want to save a couple hundred bucks depending on what size you're going to get. Get the choice line. They cook great. The Daniel uh, Daniel Boone and the Jim Bowie both accommodate the pizza oven insert, which is something you want to get regardless of whatever model that you ultimately put on the deck or the patio. And boy, are they a breeze to use. Great stuff. Go to GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. They have accessories. They have pellets you can buy. They have a dealer network that you have to buy the grills from. So search those. See what's near to you. Chat up your dealer, and they will make sure you're armed with all the information. You should make a great buying decision. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We will be right back.
2: Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best Triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rim. Hey, it's me,
1: your homoerotic host, bringing you through to the finish line this evening. Sam the Cooking Guy's new book, if you pre-ordered it, should be hitting your doorsteps as early as today. I got mine yesterday, advanced copy, which I'm sure I'll auction off because there's you know probably no way I'm going to read it. Me and books, we're always at odds. Actually, I was looking through it. I'm pretty hyped. Intentional leftovers, not international leftovers like I had mistakenly mentioned it a number of months ago when we were pre-promoting it. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Meathead from MeatheadsAmazingRibs.com. Thanksgiving talk. He's bringing rubs and sauces to market next year, believe it or not. Second hour, Cosmos Q's Darian Kazravi, Cosmos Q with a Q at the end. CosmosQ.com. And we closed it out with Ted Conrad from Fireboard.com. A new Thermocouple Fireboard 2 Pro. You want it. Big show planned for you next week. How about this? Rodney Scott will be making his appearance into the show. Yeah, Rodney Scott. September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Steve, the cookout coach, and you're listening to the Barbecue
0: Central Show.